Shalom to all. Today's daf is Pesachim daf Pehe. We are starting 15 lines from the top, the fourth to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored, Le'ilu Nishmas, Rabbi Chiel ben Rabmaisha. His neshama should have an aliyah. Now, we were talking about whether or not it's usher to break a bone of the carbon Pesach on a place where there isn't a kezayas of meat, even though it has a kezayas of meat somewhere along this bone. Rabbi Yechanan says that it's usher, whereas Rish Lakish says that it's mutter. And now we're going to ask a question on Rish Lakish. Mesvei, the Brasa tells as follows. Ever we have a limb of the carbon Pesach that partially was brought out of Yerushalayim. You cut the meat up until you reach the bone, meaning only the part of meat that went out of Yerushalayim, that gets cut up until you reach the bone, the kalef, and then the meat gets peeled back, meaning the meat that hasn't left Yerushalayim, that meat gets peeled back towards the animal until we reach the parak, which is the joint, meaning that bone, until we reach the joint where it's connected to another bone, and then we could cut that bone off. So in essence, we're cutting off the entire bone, only part of that bone left Yerushalayim, and then the meat of the bone, which had left Yerushalayim. And the Iyamrit, if you want to say, it doesn't have a of meat in this place where I want to cut it. But it does have a of meat somewhere else. There is no Isra of cutting it where it doesn't have that Kazayas of meat. Why is it that we have to peel back the meat up until we reach the joint where two bones connect? And then cut it. Why don't we just peel back a little bit of meat, reveal a space where it doesn't have meat on it, and then we could cut it over there. Why is it that we have to peel the meat all the way back until we reach a joint. So Abai Amr, he answers, no, that's not really a question, Mishum Pekka, because we're afraid that if he cuts the bone, even where it doesn't have meat on it, that it's going to end up cracking the bone in a different place. That's Pekka. It's going to end up cracking the bone in a different place, and then he's going to be over for Shviras Atem. Ravina Amr, he says, Bakulis, we're actually talking about the thigh bone, and the thigh bone has so much marrow in it that there actually is a kazais of meat anywhere you're going to cut it. And now we're going to further analyze this din of meat that was brought outside Yushalayim. Tanan Hassan, we have a mission over there. Pigle and nicer, If a person touches pigle or nicer, that's going to make his hands tame. Rav Huna, Rav Chizda, Chadam, or one of them says, because we suspect the kaihanim, and that's why a person's hands are going to be tame. But Chadam, or one of them says, because of lazy kaihanim. Marmasnia pigle, or Marmasnia nicer. One of them taught this halacha on pigle, and one of them taught the halacha on nicer. Now, Mandamasnia pigle, the one that taught the halacha on pigle, Mishum Chash de Kahuna, he taught it because of Chash de Kahuna, we suspect the kaihanim. What does that mean? We're afraid that someone's going to bring his carbon to the base of Mekdash, and the Kayin has a personal vendetta against that person. So he's going to be mafagal this person's carbon. He's going to say, oh, it was an accident, and now he caused a loss of money for that person, because that person now has to bring another carbon. So in order to prevent the Kayin from making this person's carbon piggle, we tell the Kayin that if you touch piggle, so your hands are going to be Tame, and he's not going to want his hands to become Tame, so therefore, he's not going to intentionally be mafagal a person's carbon. And Umayn Damasi Anaiser, the one that taught this halacha Anaiser, Mishum Atzleikun, that's because of lazy Kayanim. Now it's not really lazy Kahanim, it's really lazy anyone. We're afraid that people are going to be lazy. They're not going to eat the carbon Pesach, and therefore they're going to leave over meat. And therefore we tell them, if you touch nicer, so your hands are going to be tummy, and people are not going to want to have tummy hands. Therefore they're going to ensure to eat all the meat. Marmasni Kazais, or Marmasni Kibetsa. One of them taught that this halacha is with a Kazais of meat. If you touch a Kazais of nicer pigle, so then it's Matamir hands. One of them taught it's only about a Beitza. Mandamasni Kazais, the one that taught it's about a Kazais Kiisure, that's just like it's Isser. The same way it's Usser to eat a Kazais of nicer or pigle. So too, that's what's going to be Matamir hands. Uman Damasni Kibetsa, the one that taught this halacha only applies to a Beitza of meat. Ketumasai, that's the amount of meat that's Matame. Only Beitza of meat could be Matame Thomas Eichlin. So therefore, the size is a Beitza. And now we buy who they asked. What about the meat of the Karim Pesach was brought outside Yerushalayim 
Are there a bunch of guys or tumma over there? Are a person's hands going to be tummy when touching that meat? Me, I'm reading, do we say, nicer, the guys are The reason why we're guys are tumma by nicer is the asila tzule base, because people might be lazy and leave over nicer. So therefore, in order to prevent people from being lazy, we say, if it's nicer, it's going to be tummy your hands. Avol say, but in regards to bringing meat out of Yerushalayim, hafuki bedaim, lamafki lebiodaim, a person's not going to intentionally bring meat out of Yerushalayim. So therefore, like guys are we're not geyser, that it's going to be matami your hands. I don't, perhaps, no, there's no difference. And even when meat is brought out of Yerushalayim, there's going to be a gezera that's going to be matami a person's hands. Tashma, we have an attempted raya. Ever We have this limb that partially was brought out of Yerushalayim. We cut the meat until we reach the bone. And then we peel back the meat until we reach the joint where the bone connects with another one. And then we can cut the bone off. And if you're going to say the chamur geyser toma on something that was brought out of Yerushalayim, what do we gain by cutting the meat and then peeling it back. That meat became tame anyway, meaning the meat that didn't leave Yerushalayim, it became tame because the meat that left Yerushalayim became tame and it's touching the meat that hasn't left Yerushalayim. Therefore, all of this carbon became tame. So what do you gain by cutting it and peeling it back? It must be that the meat doesn't become tame when it leaves Yerushalayim. The Gemara answers, no, that's not a riot because Thomas starm he, that's a hidden or a secret toma. But Thomas starm lay metameo. And hidden toma isn't metame. What does that mean? We have part of the carbon that left. And let's say that part that left became tame. Since the part that left is touching, is connected to the part that didn't leave, that's considered Thomas starim, so that's not metame. It's only when we can actually see and visualize the piece that left touching a piece that didn't leave, then we would say that it transfers Toma. But over here, it's all one big connected piece of meat. So therefore, there's not going to be a transference of Toma. Ask the Gemara Lavino. What about Ravino? That whenever you have food that's connected, that's not really considered connected. And if it's separated, it's like we have many tiny little pieces of meat that are really separate from each other. Michael and Mamer, what could we say over there? This Tame meat is touching the non Tame meat, become a Tame, and it's going to be Matame. So what do we gain by cutting it and peeling it back? So Ella must be According to Manda Amla, that said that the minimum size of meat is a Kazais. We're talking about it doesn't have a Kazais. And the one that said that the minimum size of piece of meat that we're talking about over here is a beta, the last baker beta, we're talking about that it didn't have a beta. But it still is possible to say the meat from the Karim Pesach that was brought out of Yushlaim actually will become Tameh. Tashma, we have another attempted proof. Someone that takes meat from the Karim Pesach and he brings it from one Chabura to another. And we know that you're not allowed to do that, which we're going to learn about in Amad Beis. Even though he was over Loisase, Tahar, it's still Tahar. Now, my love, what does that mean? Tahar va'asr. It's Tahar, but it's Asr to eat. Because bringing meat from one Chabura to another is just like bringing it outside the Mechitza, bringing it outside Yerushalayim, Umifsel, and it becomes Pasel. Nonetheless, Ketani, what does that price to say? Tahar. That it's tahar. We see that they were not gazer tama on it. The Gemara says not a raya. Loi tahar umutar. It actually means that it's tahar and it's mutar. The yotz mechabur lechabura lav kiyatzeh chosam chitzasi dami. Bringing meat from one carbon pesach chabura to another is not like bringing it outside Yerushalayim. V'loi mifsul and it doesn't passel it. As the Gemara of Hakatani Seifa, the Seifa that Brayso says ha'oichle hareza b'loisase. If a person eats this meat, he's over loisase. So we see that it is aser. And the Gemara continues explaining. Especially in the we understand the Quran to the that says the minimum size over here that we're discussing is a beitza. This bake his eyes. We could. 
say that we're talking about a piece of meat that's a kezayis. Bless be kebetza, and it doesn't have a kebetza in it. El man da'amar kezayis, ma'ikel emimar. Akorn tamad da'amar, that the minimum size is a kezayis. What can we say over here? So our final answer is, Ela b'yetze of Pesach, lo'imi ba'yelon, delo'i gazer abonon tomo. When we're talking about bringing the meat of the Karm Pesach outside Yerushalayim, that is not a question we have. There is no gzeira that the meat's going to become tamay, and that therefore a person's hands are going to become tamay by touching this meat. My time of why is that why aren't we going to make a gzeira over there? Because b'nei chabur is risen hand. The people of the chabur of the Karm Pesach, they're very conscientious, and they're very careful with it, and they all warn each other, and they make sure that they don't bring this carbon Pesach out of Yerushalayim. So therefore, there's no reason to be geyser if you bring it out of Yerushalayim, your hands are going to be tamay. They're going to make sure to the best of their ability anyways not to bring it out of Yerushalayim. Alakigami Bailon, what exactly was the whole question of my? What about bringing Kachim outside where they're not allowed to be brought, meaning it was brought outside the base of Mikdash? Is that going to be Matame person's hands? Take we have to wait for Eliyahu Navi to come and answer that question. And now we explain something that we had just mentioned. How do we know it's usher to bring carbon pesach meat from one chabura to another? Titan, we have a brayser. The pasuk tells us as follows: You're not allowed to take out from the house from the meat outside. We see you're not allowed to take the meat from one place to another. I only know that it's usher to bring it from one house to another. No taking it from your house to your neighbor's house. How do you know you're not allowed to take it from one chabura to another, even if they're eating in the same exact house, floor one to floor? Two. Tamalar, that's why it says in the Pasik, Chutza, outside. Chutzla Achilasai, that means outside where it's being eaten. So you have some people that are sitting in the kitchen eating, and some people sitting in the living room eating. You're not allowed to take it from one Chabura to another. Amrav Ami, he says, He's not going to be Chayev until he puts it down. He actually has to place the meat down. It says the word just like it says on Shabbos. And Shabbos, just like by Shabbos, we know you're not over until he does an Akira and Hanacha. So to hear also, he has to do an Akira and Hanacha. He has to pick it up from his Chabura, bring it over to another Chabura, and then place it down, and only then he's Chayef. Master of Abar Mamel, he asks, Let's say they're carrying it on poles. What's it? What are we talking about over here? We know that the Parmanistrofim and Seir Manistrofim, these are certain Karbanas that are burning Yom Kippur. They're completely burnt. However, the carcass is not burned on the Mizbech. It's actually brought outside Yushalayim and burned. And we know that the people that carry the carcass, they become Tameh and their clothing become Tameh. And they're carrying it on poles outside the base of Mikdash. Harishanim, the people in the lead, Yatsu Azara, they went outside the wall of the Azara. Vachroinim, the people in the rear, Loyatsu, they haven't left the Azara yet. Harishanim, the people that are in the front, Metan Begadim, their clothing are Tameh ready. Vachroinim, Emetan Begadim, and the people that are still inside, they're taking up the rear, their clothing are not Tameh yet. Barav Abba Barmamal asked, Vaholinach, it never rested on the floor. So why is it the people that are in the lead are going to be Tameh Begadim? They shouldn't be Tameh, they haven't placed it down yet. Who must have loved Hum He asked it, and he answered it. Benigrarim, we're talking about where they're dragging it. And since the moment they bring it outside of the Azara, it's on the floor, so it's already considered rested, that's why they're going to be Tameh. But if they were actually carrying it, then they wouldn't be Tameh until they actually placed it down. And the Mishnah continues, This limb that partially was brought out of Yishlaim, So he cuts the meat until he reaches the bone, and then he peels it back until he reaches the joint, and then he can cut the bone off where it's connected to another bone. Of Magdash, and we're talking about regular Kachim, that was brought outside the base of Mikdash, he could just cut the bone with a meat cleaver, there is no problem of breaking the bones of regular karbanas. Now, how is it that we define being brought outside versus being inside, either outside Yushalayim or outside the base of Mikdash? From the door jam 
towards inside is considered inside. The door jam is this little part that sticks out to prevent the door from swinging all the way open. It helps the door stay in the middle of the door frame. That's the door jam. So from there, an inside is considered like inside. From this door jam to outside is like outside. The windows of the wall and the thickness of the wall that's like inside. And The same thing is with tefillah. Meaning you have some people inside a house and people are trying to socially distance. So they're staying a little bit far away from each other and one person is standing in the door frame. So whatever our Mishnah had mentioned from the Agaf inside, from the Agaf outside, whatever is considered inside, that's considered inside for a minion. Whatever is considered outside is considered outside for a minion. This is not like Rabbi Shubin Levi. Levi, he says, Even an iron mechitza does not create a separation between Yisrael and their father in heaven. But now we analyze the Mishnah. The Mishnah itself seems to be contradictory. Amrit, you said, from the door jam towards inside is considered inside. But that means the space taken up by the door jam itself is considered like the outside. But then the Sefer of the Mishnah says, from the door jam and outside is like outside. But that means the space taken off by the door jam itself is considered like inside. So the more answer is like Kasha, no stira. One's talking about the gates of the Hazara and one's talking about the gates of Yerushalayim. Why didn't we give a special Kedusha to the gates of Yerushalayim? Meaning the thickness and the space that the gates of Yerushalayim take up. Why wasn't that Miskadesh? Why didn't we give a special Kedusha to that? That's because the Mitzrayim, the people that have Tzaraz, they were sent outside Yerushalayim, they take shelter in that space. During the summer because of the hot sun, and during the winter because of the cold. And therefore, that space doesn't have Kedusha. Whereas in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Azara, that space does have Kedusha. So there's no stira. Why didn't we give special Kedusha to Shar Nikonar, the gates of Nikonar? This is the gate that is leading from the Azara into the Chatzar. Why doesn't that have a Kedusha? Because the Mitzrayim stand right there and they put their thumbs in the space of the gate and then they can become Tahar. What does that mean? We know that Mitzrayim have a whole Tahara process and at the end of their Tahara process they have to get the blood of their Karbanas sprinkled on their thumb and on their big toe. Now we have an issue. They're not allowed to go into the Chatz of the base of Mikdash because they're still Tameh. They're still in the middle of their Tahara process and we're not allowed to bring the blood of their Karbanas outside of the Chatz because then it's going to become puzzle the Yaitse. It was brought outside to a place where it's not allowed to be. So what are we supposed to do over here? Shar Nikonar, this whole space of the gate isn't Kaddish, so therefore the Mitzrayim is allowed to put his thumb over there, and then the Kayan can stretch out the blood, and this is kind of a no-man zone, it's a free space where we could put the blood on his thumb and on his big toe, and then he could become Tahar. We're going to pause here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.